Hi, welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Zach and Jen Japan. I'm Zach and I'm here with Jen today. And this is a show where we're casually going to be reporting the news in bite-sized, energetic little bits for you,、uh, all about Tokyo and Japan, really focusing、uh, in the greater Tokyo area here. So, this is what happened the week of December 14th. Hey, Jen, how's it going? Hey, Zach, it's going well. I'm super excited to talk about the week of the 14th. Yeah, there's, there's quite a bit that happened this week, I think. But one thing that I think is, is super affecting me right now is this weather. Like, oh my God, it's gotten so cold. Oh my God. What is your morning routine? Because I'm trying to find like better.、Um... Things to do in the morning, then sit in my bed, turn on my turn on my heater, and then sit in my bed for like 10 minutes until my room gets hot. And then I.、Leave. Oh my god, that's, that is exactly what I do. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> there's, no, there's no difference. Yeah, no, I literally wake up and sit on my, like, yeah, turn on my AC, turn on the heat, sit on my phone for like 10, 15 minutes, <laughs> and then finally get out of bed and like quickly put on just like. A sweater and everything. I, I'm literally wearing three layers of socks right now, three <laughs> pairs of socks.、Uh, it is that cold. I know. I, I like sometimes I just go straight into the shower. Obviously, I like strip down. I don't wear clothes into the shower, but I like just put on the hot water and I warm myself up that way. But it's so cold. It's so cold. Yeah. Well, it's not only cold here in Tokyo, but basically the north is having a kind of snow, snow apocalypse, if you will. Oh my gosh, right? Isn't that in、um, like Niigata and, and Gunma? Yeah, like they have been having really, really heavy, heavy snowfall these last few days,、mm-hmm. and it's really been affecting the, the infrastructure and the, the transportation that's going on there.、Mm-hmm. I heard it was,、uh, not sorry, I didn't hear it. I read that it was almost seven feet,、uh, two meters, and it cut off power for about. 10,000 households, and、oh、my God. because it was、um, so drastic, they had a, an emergency meeting on Thursday. But I haven't heard of any update yet. But that's that's pretty scary. I mean, we don't even experience snow here in Tokyo、um, very often, but just, just, I can't imagine it's already snowing that heavily in other prefectures. Yeah, especially two meters. That's taller than I am. And, you know, I'm pretty tall. And so <laughs> <Yeah> . I'm 183 centimeters. And so that two meters, I mean, taller than me. I've never seen snow, that much snow in my life. I know. Oh my gosh. I, oh my goodness. Like, I'm, I'm not a huge snow person, but I mean, I guess it would be pretty, but not that fun to, to have your power cut off to your house. Like, that's, oh my gosh. I know. I'm, I'm, I know. Yeah, I feel bad for them. I hope they get some, some help soon. Yeah, and it's crazy. And so, actually, it's so funny. I, not funny for them, but I saw on my, my friend's Instagram, they were, they were posting and they got stuck on the highway in a car and they were at, in the same spot 12 hours. <gasps> oh my gosh, because of snow? Because of the snow. So they, I, I guess they were in Guma. I'm not really sure exactly, but she, she posted and she was kind of just updating on her Instagram story and just like, still here, still here. Finally, last night, probably around 10 p.m. or something, finally they had people who were coming by with shovels and, and shoveling people out. But she had said they had stayed in the same spot, not had moved their car for 12 hours. Oh my goodness. Okay, people. So if you're driving in Niigata Aguma prefectures, you need to watch out for, for traffic and snow. That's a crazy story. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I, 
just just avoid that area if you can i think for right now yeah. it's it's kind of crazy i mean that's so weird because not weird but it's so unfortunate because you know everyone's saying you should avoid the trains because of covid and like now you can't even be in a car because there's just snow so it's like everything is just saying telling us hey don't travel hey don't go anywhere that's really unfortunate hmm. yeah well i mean i guess it is appropriate not to go anywhere because of the fact that on Thursday yesterday, the cases have gone over 800 in one day here in Tokyo. Oh my goodness, that number. Oh my gosh. Okay. I thought it was just literally 600 something. It was. It was. Just a, just earlier this week, it was, you know, hovering around 600. And it, obviously the cases have been going up and I mean, I remember when it hit over 500, maybe a couple weeks ago or so, right. and everyone's like, oh my gosh, over 500, that's the highest it's been. Oh, and gosh. then it's now shot over 800. And so uh, Tokyo has has put up the, the highest level of, of warning and alert. It's We're at the highest level now, the first time that it's ever happened. Higher than like Hokkaido and Osaka, maybe? I'm not sure if it's higher necessarily, but like it, we're at the highest level of alert that there is for Tokyo. Wow. Okay. I I did not know that because it seems just so normal outside. I know it. It, it hasn't really felt like that much of a of an emergency. I mean, at least to me as well. I think that if ever I need to go out, or if I do go out. I think like people are just just kind of normal and taking the trains and and going inside and doing what they need to do, but I they, I did read though that the number of extreme cases like people who are in in critical condition is only about sixty six people here in Tokyo, which actually has gone down from from last week I think it was, but just by like a couple of people. So although the numbers are really high. Probably a lot of those people aren't experiencing any kind of severe symptoms, which, you know, obviously it's terrible that they have COVID, but at least the number of severe cases is not super high. However, I did read, though, that the government is really ramping up for the healthcare system to to really make sure that it doesn't get overloaded. So I think that people are still being admitted into the hospital. Oh, okay. That's good. I mean, as long as they're thinking about the future and, ma- and making sure there are measures in place for that, I just don't want them to scramble and be overflowed, um, over flooded with, you know, no, with I- influx and influx of patients and no beds. And, you know, I, I read recently that um, the healthcare industry was running low on gloves. Like, oh. so not masks anymore, but gloves. And that's kind of, that's also a really, really bad thing. So that. Hmm. Well, literally masks are like a dime a dozen now. <laughs> I, I, I saw, I, I see masks, boxes of masks, like 50 masks for like 200 yen. Yeah. Where I remember right in the beginning and when masks like were not in stock, I remember people were selling those boxes for like 3000 yen, like yeah. 30 masks for 3,000 yen or 50 masks for 3,000 yen. Now it's like 50 masks for 200 yen. I know. I know. It's so crazy. Have you stocked up at all or no? No, because I just have the reusable ones, so I don't use the, the paper ones. Right, right. Yeah. I sometimes use the paper ones. Um, 
if I go like running or something, I get really sweaty. But yeah, for the most part, I just use I reuse my cloth ones. You know, I love cloth masks. I always keep an eye out for the the those pop up stores that just sell masks. They're like great. Girl, you are crazy about masks. Like they're your they're your new fashion statement. I I feel you yeah. you. I'm not surprised. I would not be surprised if you have like over twenty masks. Like have a new mask that you can wear for every month, like every day of the month. Literally. Oh, that would be the dream. No, no. I I have like specific tastes in masks. So it's like I like that cone shaped one um, with adjustable ear strap as uh, adjustable mm. straps. So it's like it's not. A dime a dozen, but they do have a lot of those, um, those styles. But you know, I'm a little picky about my mask situation, so I don't have twenty, maybe like five or seven. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it could be. I mean, it it, ha- it kind of has become a little bit of a new fashion statement, and people are creating their own, and maybe can accessorize with masks now. Yeah, but. So, should we talk about the go-to travel campaign that, (sighs) with... Yes, the sad, (laughs) sad news. I know, because, I mean, it's fitting since Tokyo reached 800 that I learned that today, but basically Tokyo and Nagoya will join Hokkaido and Osaka until December 27th and being removed from the campaign, and after the 27th, they're just suspending the whole campaign um, until the 11th. Of January? Yeah, of January. So everyone, no one will be able to to, to use that campaign from the 28th to the 11th of January. Um, mm. and, I mean, that makes yeah. sense, right? Because it will discourage people from traveling to go either back home or anything for the New Year's. For sure. I mean, I think New Year's, like, Oshogatsu is one of the biggest times to travel next to Obon, right? So... Sad. Yeah, I was planning on or thinking about visiting my family down in Kumamoto, but that is just far enough where you need to fly mm. and and just it's not not great to be traveling now. So I am staying in Tokyo. Right. I mean, but yeah, I think everyone's experiencing the same thing and just... I was going to say, hey, maybe we can, like, drive somewhere. But hearing that story of your friends being stopped on the freeway is just kind of, yeah, we should all just stay in and and eat your osechi at home and eat your ozoni at home, but I'll buy your lonesome. Yes, we're all all alone this year. What a great year it's been. (laughs) Yeah. Um... But... Hopefully it'll get better. I mean, from the 11th, I mean, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure how, how different it's going to be. Maybe the numbers will decrease a little bit just because people won't travel as much, but hopefully at least maybe by February or so things will be a little bit better and kind of be able to do a little bit of winter traveling. Yeah. um... I know I want to. Uh, I think Hokkaido might still be shut down until there's a vaccine, um, because that's kind of like the most, the most popular place to go to in February, right? They have the snow festival, um, every year, which is super famous. I think it's been on for so many years, but I read that this year they're gonna 
make it all online. Yes, I saw a little bit about that too. Yeah, so it's like the first time in seventy years. They said they're gonna have small、um, sculptures, and they're gonna have people submit pictures of snow. <laughs>、um, which I submit pictures of snow. Which I I think is really cute, but you know, snow is just you know white, and it's it's not that remarkable in in photos. I think so. Hopefully. There's a little more pictures of the sculptures that they create up there, but yeah, that's their plan for this year is is to、uh, make it all online for Snow Festival 2021. Well, it, it could be a good thing. I mean, because of the fact that normally you need to actually travel there to see everything, but now like it's going to be online, so it's going to reach a larger audience and maybe be a really good marketing. Aspect to the to the festival because then in future years when things are semi back to normal, people more people might actually go because they might have seen it online first. Oh my goodness, girl! Like I do not want more people to go to the snow festival. You know how hard it is to get a like accommodation for that snow festival. You need to book it the year before. Like yeah, it's already so popular and. You know, maybe I'll get to experience it online this year or twenty twenty one. But it's 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 something that I never thought I would be able to experience it experience here in in you know while I live in Japan because it's just so popular. So I don't know. I hope、yeah. I hope not many people want to want to go back and see it when it opens. But they probably will. Be, they probably will. Yeah. Yeah. Um.、Uh, another thing that I'm happy about not 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 happening or um uh is is the Olympics is what they're gonna do for the Olympics. Oh, what are they doing? Um, they they well right now I think it's for 2021. Um, but they just uh the NHK just did like a phone survey. Of like a thousand two hundred people, and basically thirty percent said it should be canceled, and then thirty、mm. percent said it should be postponed even further than twenty twenty one, um, and then uh roughly another thirty percent said that it should be staged, which I don't really understand. That means it should happen, right? I guess so. Okay, yeah. So like, it's pretty much even, but everyone's like. You know, we should have it, or we should postpone it, or we should cancel it. So, what do you,、uh, what do you think? Do you think we should we should have it, or postpone it, or cancel it? I think it's just so hard to tell because things change so drastically.、Um, but if I if you were to ask me right now, well, vaccines are already starting to be administered, and obviously we have to see how they go, but. The Olympics won't happen for another at least seven months, almost eight months, and that's about as long as COVID has kind of been here. And so, within that time frame, we've already been able to make a vaccine in about ten months or eleven months or so. But I feel like there will be even quicker advancements in in this fight against COVID within the next eight months. That I think I. Th- At least I hope. Maybe it's just me projecting that 
there can be a lot of changes that happen. No, oh, yeah, I'm super optimistic. But, yeah, and so I I don't know. I I I just think that there's just been so much preparation, so much money, and everything that have that has been put into the Olympics that I think it would be such a such a waste to not have the Olympics. But maybe maybe pushing it back would be good. Also, for the fact that Japan is just so hot at that time that maybe pushing it back to like September October time like won't be that much of a you know difference and might be might give a little bit more time uh to I don't know to make to make sure that it will happen I think that maybe pushing it back to the following year might be a little bit too much so I mean I I don't know I think if they were to push it back, it would be a year because it's the Summer Olympics, right? So it's like, it's not the Fall Olympics, so they're not going to move it to October. But, at the yeah, but, I mean, it's already been, it's, it's the 2020 Olympics, but it's happening in 2021. I mean, like, what's going to stop them? Like, in the, what, I, I know that technically it won't be summer, but it'll still feel like summer. I mean, it's still hot in September. It's still hot in October. And, and I mean, technically fall doesn't start until November, right? So, I mean, I don't know. I don't see there being a huge deal in pushing it back a couple months if, if it's actually going to make a difference. If it's not really going to make a difference, then, then I think probably just canceling it because it's kind of crazy to hold the 2020 Olympics in 2022, in my opinion. I think that's um, funny. I think that's hilarious. I mean, it's funny, but then also the also we'll have the the Winter Olympics literally just a couple of months after the Summer Olympics, which is kind of interesting. I don't know. I I think that probably by the time two years pass, all of the the efforts put into the Olympics will kind of be wasted mm. because all of the I mean, I, I've already heard that, you know, all of the the businesses and all the companies and everything that have put money and invested money into the, the preparation for the Olympics, like, they're already losing all of this, this, this money and, and all this investment, and they're just having to wait until people actually do come to, to gain that money back. Mm-hmm. And for 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 all these these businesses and stuff to wait two years to actually get a return on it, is kind of crazy to me, but who knows? I mean, if they do it, then they do it two years. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I I would hope it's it's twenty twenty one for all those businesses' sakes, but um, yeah, COVID's lasted the past twenty years, so it's totally fine for finally. <laughs> for a vaccine i mean you were you said 10 to 11 months it took us to make the vaccine and i was just like really has it only been a year just it literally feels like i've just only lived i was born and raised in covid times and i'm a covid i've baby. lived my whole life yeah <laughs> yeah it's felt like i've lived an entire lifetime yeah i mean it's not even been a year yet just think about that like we're still it's only been like 10 because yeah it's like february it's been like 10 months Right. I mean, the first case probably was was already a year, and it was November of 2019. But yeah, we were in lockdown since March, 
So yeah, it's not, it's almost been math, 11 months. No, 10 months, yeah. Nine. Nine months. Nine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I think, I think it's, it's too early to tell, but the fact, in my opinion, the fact that vaccines are already being administered and we should be able to see the results from those, that, those vaccines within the next month or so, I think that that will give us a projection of, okay, they are working. Okay. This is how quickly we can get them administered. And I think it's from there that we'll actually know, like, if the the Olympics are possible. Yeah. Um, I'm not super excited for Tokyo to be crowded, super crowdy. Um, Mm-mm. but well. <laughs> It's already super crowdy. No, I've <laughs> so got... So we're going to go into, like, ultra-crowded. No, I've gotten so used to having no tourists. Like, um, you know, I, I, I live in Shibuya, so it's very, very crowdy all the time. But just without the influx of tourists all the time, it's just Japanese people. It's very manageable. It's still crowdy, but it's it's manageable. Yeah. No, I think our standards are really high <laughs> because yeah. compared to pro- any other country, any other city in the world, Tokyo is already very crowded. And then in normal times, it's ultra mega crowded. Yeah, and, then and then with Olympics. The, the Olympics, it's going to be the crowded, the most crowdiest place <laughs> in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Um, oh, okay, well, I think that's enough of COVID. It's kind of bringing me down. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not the best of times, but it is the end of the year and it, it, we are getting into that holiday season. And obviously here in Japan, the new year is, is really the, the, the biggest time. Right. Mm-hmm. And obviously people do do go home, but this year, not so much because of COVID. And so I, I read that. Typically, people who come back home and visit their families would usually bring some kind of gift or whatever uh, from wherever they live to bring back home. Mm -hmm. But because people aren't going home, actually, people are just sending gifts home to their families. Mm -hmm. And really, these these end of the year gifts are are quite are, are booming apparently right now. And so there are like fancy maybe fruit that people are sending or sake alcoholic drinks like there there's all these these uh these gifts that people are sending home which i think is quite interesting are you gonna send anything to your family in kumamoto i don't think so (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i don't think i'll send any i have some family in chiba but i don't I, i meet them usually for new year's we have like um sushi with my grandma um she lives near chiba but yeah, this year I don't think I'll go, and I'll probably won't send them anything. We're just we're such bad grandchildren, but um, mm. it's never been part of like my culture or, or ritual, rich, New Year's ritual to do that. So yeah, I probably won't send anything. But that's cool to hear. Hear people are sending stuff yeah. home. Yeah, yeah, same here. I don't normally bring anything, but maybe maybe it's just something that i'll do when i am able to go visit in person mm-hmm. and then just bring something then rather than send something home mm-hmm. now so 
I thought that was interesting. I thought I didn't. Yeah, I didn't realize that people would <laughs> send things home, but that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I guess it's a it's still a celeb like a holiday celebration. So, I mean, in the states, we always like get pretty drunk for New Year's, and I guess it's probably almost the same here in in, in any in any other country too. Like families like to drink together, or you know, you have um some sake at Hatsumode the next day. Mm-hmm. So that 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 makes sense. Some good sake. Ooh, yeah. Some good Nihonshu would be good. Ooh, Ooh. That would be good. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, can we can we talk about Terrace House really quickly? <laughs> Tell me about it. Okay. I don't watch it, okay. so give me the update. So you know, and if ever, if anyone listening knows me, <laughs> I love Terrace House. And um, recently, Terrace House had to close not only because of COVID, but because of um, Hana. Hana Kimura, she uh, committed suicide at a very young age. I think she was, goodness, 22, 21 or 22, but she was really young. Um, she, it was a result of cyberbullying, bullying. And why I'm bringing her up now is because her mom decided to um, a char- a prosecute one of her cyberbullies. So oh, wow. basically she, she committed suicide in May and then one of her cyberbullies apologized to uh, her family, to the mom, in June. And then the mom decided to press charges in November. And so, um, uh, basically, the police, they went through uh, Hana's phone and they found that she had saved about 200 images of the cyberbullying, like messages on Twitter and stuff like that. And they confirmed that one of some of the messages were from him that guy um and he wrote stuff like hey when will you die or is your life worth living and i think that was the general tone of all of her messages because you know she did have one episode where she uh like verbally attacked one of the other um housemates for ruining her um, wrestling uniform in the in the dryer um but also i read that was that was staged and it was you know meant for drama and so she got like really severely attacked online for that episode which is really sad um but basically there are about a thousand two hundred posts analyzed by the police and then roughly 300 cases uh 300 cases were from about 200 accounts like twitter accounts and so they've like Mm. identified like police have identified that and i think they're gonna like try to track down every single account that like cyberbullied her so like japan is like super cracking down on cyberbullying and they kind of are going to get everyone out there is their hope i don't think that's very possible because you can delete a con you know you can delete an account easily um but that's like their plan because you know they're super concerned with cyberbullying but um yeah that's an issue i think that's a known that's a pretty known issue in japan right cyberbullying yeah i think Bullying is such a big thing, and it's always been, right? Even before the advent of the internet. Yeah. Bullying within schools has always been a problem, and it's. I, I think it stems from that, the notion of, of being different and sticking out, and so usually the, you know, the weird, the odd or, you know, non-conforming kid might, might get bullied a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just sad how how it 
is such a problem here. I know. And not only here. I think it, I mean, obviously anywhere it's such a big deal, but I think it's just crazy what, how, why people do that. And it's, it's especially over the internet because it's literally, you're just, you're just doing it just because you want to do it to somebody without any kind of real reason. Yeah. His reasons were like, I didn't like how she acted on the show and I wanted to hurt her, you know, and it was, right. it was just very malicious. And, but I'm a little conflicted because, you know, he, he felt bad and he apologized to the family in June and because of, you know, him making himself public to the family that, you know, he owned up to it, the mom decides to prosecute him. Um, so you know, she mentioned, that's mentioned in the article too, where it's like, you know, to prosecute someone who came, who, who stood, stood up and made the apology was a hard decision, but I think it would go in vain of Hannah's death if I didn't do something about it. That's like the gist of what she said. And you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how I would, I don't know how I feel about that. You know, he, he said sorry, but he did it in the first place, but there's like 300 other cases of bullying and none of them have shown any remorse, you know, so, I don't know. Like, yeah, that, that, it is tough, and I guess it just depends on, like, how much he was bullying her versus maybe those, because 300 cases for 200 accounts, I mean, it's going to average about only one case per account, one point whatever mm -hmm. cases per account, so some people might have just sent, like, one message, and then for this person maybe maybe he did it a lot more maybe um so that that's something i think to take in consideration but i don't know i mean i i i agree i think that because of just the nature of what he did literally he just said oh i wanted to hurt her because of the way that she behaved like who are you to decide that you're going to try and hurt somebody because of the way they're behaving like are you going to just go out into the world and then see somebody being kind of mean in the in in the uh, on the train or whatever and then you're just going to like bully them until they kill themselves like i think that obviously he used the the, the guise of the internet to to feel that empowerment to do that to somebody Ooh, the guise like, of the internet I like that yeah <laughs> i don't think that he would have done that to you know, in normal circumstances, it's because of the fact that he was anonymous. Right. And so, I don't know. To me, I think I lean more towards, like, prosecution is okay. I I, I think it's great that he did come, come out and say, look, I'm sorry, and, and all that stuff. But, I mean, to bully somebody to the point where they kill themselves... Yeah, but he wasn't the only one. That... And, like, for sure we have to figure out, like how much of it he did but yeah it the article didn't say that he was he was the biggest or one of the bigger uh bulliers on you know the one who the messages were sourced from like they just said he was just one out of so many so i don't think that he actually had that much but he was just caught you know he just came forward i i just think like the approach is so backwards like they're trying to find every individual person and prosecute them and give them this you know reprimand them but the real issue here is is from the cultural view of if you're different or if you do something that 
it doesn't um well basically if you're German she's also like half she's half Japanese half um Indonesian I think but you know like if you do something different then you're bullied incessantly and like you you just don't belong here I think that needs to be changed like that systemic like view of Japan being such a homogenous society and bullying anyone who's different I don't know I think prosecuting every single person is just not sustainable and it should be like the mom should put efforts her efforts more towards uh promoting uh programs to to spread the message of cyberbullying in schools and you know like have more you know have parents be aware more aware of cyberbullying in schools and just programs and and you know community efforts like that not prosecuting one guy for you know this but i guess if she she can do it and move on and from hana's death and that makes sense but i don't know it's just a it's just a weird approach i think she's taking i don't know i mean i i think it's understandable because she might be probably very very angry and putting putting ourselves in her shoes like what if somebody one of your family members killed themselves because somebody or at least a lot of people bullied them and then one person came out it's understandable for somebody to take out all of their anger on one person. So yeah, I don't blame the mom. And I agree with you. I think that it's definitely something to, to do, but maybe potentially in her eyes, it's much easier to prosecute one person rather than try and change a whole entire society. Like it's just the easy way kind of, to actually get something done so oh yeah i'm just speaking from a from a very hypothetical i have you know, no no spot. i know i agree i totally agree with you like that's obviously the the high road and like that's like the best thing to do is try and change that but it's just such a insurmountable task to be like let me change japanese culture versus oh i'm going to charge this person and feel good feel better about it you know because they they contributed to my daughter's death, so yeah, it sucks. I really liked Hana too. She was like one of my favorite, um, favorite members of Tara's house. So I really miss it and miss her. So um, yeah, Japanese society can be pretty cruel. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, let's move on um, out of Japan a little bit. Um, uh, did you hear about, like, the global shortage of chips and not potato chips? No. So basically, um, car makers and electronic, uh, product makers are experiencing, like, a global shortage of of those chips, those little chips they put in cars and stuff, um, Mm -hmm. due to a lot of reasons, like, uh, there was a fire at a chip plant, (laughs) in japan i'm sorry i didn't mean to laugh but um like uh there's a fire and it was in southern japan and then there's a lot of people buying cars in china because they're pretty much done with covid and there's a lot of people buying phones and um, laptops in europe and america despite the pandemic still going on and so that's why there's just like a shortage of chips of these electronic uh, chips and like a japanese electronics supplier said that the shortage of Wi-Fi and Bluetooth chips is going to be about, they're estimating about like 10 weeks of delay. So you might see some things in like BitCamera or, you know, if you have parts 
of products of your own that you're you think you're gonna have to repair that need that chip like you probably will be waiting for a long time Hmm. Yeah. Um, Wait. What? What's causing the shortage of the chips? So there's again? there's several things. So there's like it says here, bulk buying of U.S. sanctions um, hit the Chinese tech giant Huawei Huawei Huawei, Huawei Technologies. Um, the fire at the chip plant in Japan, um, which mm. is it's called Asahi Asahi Kase Micro Devices. And mm. also there's coronavirus lockdowns in Southeast Asia and a strike in France. So there's like several things um, because uh, basically COVID has not slowed down the consumer rate of buying electronics. Buying. And so a lot of mm. these things are just happening all over the world because there's so many factories in Southeast Asia. Um, right. Since they're you know, shutting down because of COVID, like they can't keep up with the chip demand of like the rest of the world despite having covid too like ah uh, yeah so i'm just isn't that crazy like we're all affected if if these chips aren't um produced like everything we use like laptops cars your bluetooth you know anything that has bluetooth yeah i mean it makes sense because yeah because of especially covid and and things like that things are always are being delayed now but yeah that's crazy uh, hopefully none of your your stuff breaks yeah i know <laughs> um, cuz usually i just buy I'm just new gonna, stuff right <laughs> yeah so i'm just i'm just taking care of my stuff and making sure they're not going to break um but that that kind of relates to another thing that i saw that's kind of interesting in terms of technology is that there's a there's a place in ibaraki called sakai and they're actually using they've they've introduced now self-driving buses what and so maybe i'm not sure i mean obviously if these buses break down then maybe they're going to have a problem because they probably have some chips inside of them but (laughs) They have these self-driving buses now in this little area of Ibaraki. Um, and they, I, I saw a video of it and they're, they're, yeah, pretty cute, like really colorful little buses. They're, they fit like 11 to 12 people and there's, there's no driver. There's no even steering wheel or anything like that. And it's basically, kind of like a Tesla, you know, they have the cameras and they can see, you know, when people come come through and they'll, it, the car will stop, the bus will stop or making turns and things like that. And wow. so, <clears throat> yeah, I think it's, it's just supposed to promote more. Yeah. Obviously like pl- public transportation, but then, yeah, just showing that, that technological advance of, of moving into the future of driverless vehicles. But, oh my gosh, I love the bus drivers here because once you get on the bus and they wait till you sit down and then they go and then they like mumble something like, you know like they're like they're saying like bus is gonna start moving now and then like they just mumble into their little mic like i just love the bus drivers here oh but i guess we're no i think that they're just i just feel like they're so apathetic that's why they're speaking like that you know just like they just don't care because they hate their lives so much sometimes they is my Sometimes they're really nice, like especially when like the senior citizens come on, they're like pretty mindful that they get into a seat and. Um, oh yeah, no. 
Definitely. Yeah, and like you no. can ask them for directions, like, "Hey, does this bus go here?" And but some of them, yeah, you're right. Some of them aren't aren't super happy. So maybe they need to be replaced by a robot, which is horrible to say. But some of them are nice. Yeah, no, no, definitely some of them are nice. No, I, I just think it gets me excited for the idea of driverless vehicles because I mean, just imagine when we get to the point where nobody has to drive and. We, because I think the the ideal world, especially of these companies, these tech companies that are moving towards driverless vehicles, is that everybody's driving a driverless vehicle, and all the vehicles are like communicating with each other,、mm-hmm. and so there's like like no crashing and even no traffic as well, because you know traffic is completely human is caused by human error、mm-hmm. and not usually not because of. Like external factors, it's all just human error, and so, like, once we get to the point where everybody is driving these vehicles, like, there's no, there's like not going to be any crashes as long as the technology works, not going to be any traffic, and like, you know, it's going to be like way better, more way more of a perfect world in my opinion.、Mm, yeah, I'm I'm excited for that too. And I want to buy a Tesla really bad now. I've been thinking about it, and I've been watching like videos and stuff on it, and I'm like, "Damn, I want a Tesla now." Maybe when you move out of Tokyo or out of Japan, because you know you can't have、For、a、sure. Tesla in Tokyo. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. <laughs>、um, yeah, that's that's cool. I like that. Shoot, can we move over to some culture stuff? I want to. I read about the kanji of the year. Have you seen that? Yeah, I want to. I want to know what this is. Yeah, so they they chose. When I say they, I don't know who, but some government officials chose Mitsu as the kanji of the <laughs> year, and it means <laughs> like closer dance, obviously, and like obviously it was used for the the that you know motto or the slogan of during COVID times was three C's, which is like closed spaces, crowded places, and closed closed contact settings. Close, sorry, not close contact. Close contact. Reading is just so hard.、Um, but yeah, isn't that cool? Like we have a we have a kanji of the year. I had no idea that there was such thing. Did you? No. Do they have it every year? I yeah yeah they do. I'm pretty sh- I'm pretty sure they do. I don't think that they just made it for. What was last year's? I don't know. That's a good question. Let me see. Was it? Reiwa. It was yeah, Rei, Day. Was it? Yeah, Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that makes sense. <laughs> What about the year before? Oh, girl. Okay, fine. <laughs> I mean, because it's it's like not like a because oh, it's、um, obviously this year and last year is like got a very specific reason why it's those, but it's a、uh, sai. Oh no no no! Sorry, it's wazawa wazawai. Was that why? Yeah, and it.、Um, oh, apparently it was a disastrous kanji of the year.、Um, a disaster. Was that why? Oh, it means disaster or misfortune. Oh, why? I don't know.、Hmm. I feel like this year should be was that why. Yeah. Oh, okay, so it refers to the serious earthquakes in Osaka, Hokkaido, Shimane、oh. prefectures, and the string of typhoons that battered the nation's shores in 2018.、Um, basically, they have ten to choose from, and Wazawai was got twenty thousand votes that year.、Huh. <laughs> it was right above peace. 
<gasps> oh my god. I know. I mean, yeah. Oh. What, that was 2018? That was 2018, yeah. yeah. And then 2019 was Day, and 2020 is Mitsu. Mitsu. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. <sighs> wow. What a kanji. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so Mitsu desu. Mitsu desu. Mitsu desu. Did you have anything else that you anything you read that was pretty pretty interesting this week? Um one thing I did see kind of going to tech again. You know Balmuda, the oh, the brand? Yes. The toasters yeah. and the uh, 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 did they make an air fryer? I'm not uh, probably. I'm not sure of all the the products that they have, but I read that they they um recently or they, they they got an IPO they're they're going public or they went public and this week their their value their their value have like really has really skyrocketed mm-hmm. and their their shares were 3630 yen per share valuing the company at 270 million dollars wow and this is a very tiny startup almost and their biggest competition is huge huge companies like Toshiba and all of these other appliance makers and really Balmuda has created this new market for high-end almost luxury appliances because I think the companies like Toshiba and that and them are trying to make really good value appliances for good prices whereas Balmuda is making these kind of high luxury high luxury appliances and so it's it's interesting that they it they're doing so well and they've kind of created this new market here I didn't Japan. know Balmuda was Japanese I didn't know either but I had never heard of it until I moved here mm. um and yeah, I, I guess it is more of a, a Japanese, it is, it is a Japanese brand. Um, I did have the pleasure of owning the, the Balmuda toaster. <laughs> and my ex got it in the, in the breakup, in the divorce. <laughs> in the divorce. <laughs> in the divorce. No, I, I gave it to his mom. So she's, she's enjoying it. But it was nice, though, I will say it, it, kind of sings to you and plays plays a little tune when when you when you turn it on and when it's done and then the best part though was it had a little measuring cup and it's literally like five millimeters of water and you just fill that up and you pour it into a little slot and then as it's toasting your bread your croissant or croissant whatever it sprays that water to really make it make your bread super perfect perfect i don't even know how to say but it it would always come out perfect so definitely i want to get more bermuda appliances in the future but they are hell expensive the toaster is like 200 dollars. if you want to get the rice cooker it's like 400 dollars. i think that the the actual microwave that they have microwave oven is like 500 dollars. oh geez so they're they're super expensive, but something that I would it's more of like an investment, I think. So 
if I if I stay here long long longer term and I have the the money for it, I'm definitely gonna buy more of their appliances. Mm, yes, Belmita, such a oh, this is not an ad, but I do love it. If you'd like to sponsor Belmita's <laughs> listening, let us know. Uh, um, let's talk about what's gonna happen this weekend. Yeah, what's happening? Yeah, so um, there's gonna be. There's so many things happening. Um, there's going to be Christmas Illumination. That's kind of an ongoing thing. And then just to name a couple places, there's Roppongi, Marunouchi. This is all in Tokyo, by the way, guys. And um, Ebisu Garden Place and Tokyo Dome. Um, so if you want to go hit up some Christmas Illumination, those are all outdoor venues. So um, Ebisu Garden Place is one of my faves. Mm. But I... A, fr- a friend of mine told me this a couple years ago that it's always obviously super popular and super crowded during the, the times. But I think about a couple of years ago, it was particularly really crowded because it was the it was the setting for a Japanese drama that came out at that time. Wow. So this was back, I guess, in 2018 or so. And so it was super popular. And I'm not sure if if it's still as popular, but definitely a really good place to go. I went last year, and, like, I must have went to just a portion of it, because it was right at Ibusu Garden Place, and you walk down, and there's that huge chandelier. It's like the... Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's called. It's like... I want to say Baccalaureate, but I don't think that's right. Back, backgammon, something like... Backgammon. <laughs> um, uh, it's the name of the diamond brand, I think, but it's like a chandelier, and then you walk down, you walk back up, and that was it. It was just literally like a walkway. So is that? Yeah, it's not. It's not huge. Okay, okay, okay. But that's about it. But it's still. Pretty. It was pretty. It was really pretty. Um, another thing that's happening is, have you heard of Sensoji? Oh, sorry, no. Of course you have. That's Asakusa Shrine. <laughs> uh, have you heard of Hagoita Ichi? No. So I have accidentally stumbled into a. a festival that's Hagoitaichi um but it's like these wooden paddles that have these uh characters on them um they're all 3d characters just like figurines of like news anchors or celebrities or variety show people um and it's Uh it's on a wooden paddle and it's to Hmm. uh it's for good luck charm for like businesses um and it's you use it in a new year's game called Hanetsuki which is apparently like badminton. Um, But it's like, I don't know if you've been into these festivals, but they're just stalls with the walls lined with these huge paddles of, of characters and it's just really elaborate. And they'll like, they'll like clap the paddles together if they make a sale. Um, But yeah, they're having that festival this weekend. So the 19th and 20th of December at the Sensoji temple in Asakusa. So I think it'll be crowded. Mm. I think if you're worried about, you know, you know, crowds, and I probably wouldn't go because you know how Asakusa is. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're having that quite festival. narrow. Quite narrow, yeah. Quite a lot of people. Um, yeah. But something that they're having an event that's not in person. Um, you like anime, or like you like manga, right? Yeah, I, I don't actually like, I appreciate it, I guess you could say. <laughs> you can <laughs> appreciate it. Um, but you know, Jump, that magazine. Yeah. Yeah. So they have like a jump festa, which is usually Ooh. a two day event um, held in Chiba and Makuhari Mese. But this mm. year they're going to have it all online on Saturday and Sunday. Um, mm. So, yeah, if you're into 
manga and jump then you could you could uh, go online and and watch the fest um watch the festa i just love how it's like festa festa uh, i wonder how it, like how they're structuring it is it normally kind of like um like a comic con or something where it's just like a big area and you just kind of go to these booths and stuff i think so because it, it the the description was is they introduce new manga and anime and films and games and they have a lot of merchandise so i think it's like a convention almost convention yeah, yeah. um okay so i don't know how they're gonna do huh. it online you know that's a good question maybe tune in interesting tune in to see huh <laughs> yeah i'm not doing much this weekend so yeah <laughs> yeah um there's also Christmas Mass. Do you ever go to Christmas Mass? Christmas Mass? Like, <laughs> Christmas Mass? Like, like the Catholic Mass? <laughs> I think so. They're having one at Cerulean Tower Tokyo Hotel here in Shibuya. And it's like, they have it in the morning and afternoon, and they have, like, a pastor, like, say the Christmas sermon, or Christmas. and then they, like, sing the songs and stuff like that. Oh. I've never been to Christmas Mass, but... Christmas mass. Well, I'm not Catholic, or I wasn't raised Catholic or anything, so I've never been to mass before. But uh, okay, yeah, it looked pretty though. I've been to one Sunday mass um, in my life, and it was interesting. Um, I went with one of my elementary mm. school friends, um, but yeah, it was, it was kind of cool. And I, I heard Christmas mass is really pretty. So, if you guys are huh. interested in, in Christmas mass or finding for finding a want to find a place. You can go to Christmas Christmas Mass here in Tokyo since you can't usually go home to the States um, this year. Mm. You can probably visit that. I would recommend uh, making a reservation because uh, the bookings are limited, but it's free. So anyone can go. Hmm. Yeah. Trying to get into that Christmas spirit or holiday spirit, I guess you can say. Yeah. To be inclusive. Oh, okay. Hmm. Maybe I'll check it out. You know what else can get you into the Christmas spirit? Mold wine. <laughs> yes, that too. <sighs> but have you ever seen the Nutcracker? Not like no. I was I was bit of uh, Zach trivia. <laughs> Zach's trivia. I was I was the Nutcracker in the fifth grade at my elementary school. We put it on, and I was the Nutcracker. Wow! Look at you. Yes. Yes. Well, if you wanted, a little actor. if you wanted to see your uh, the your production, they're, they're, the National Ballet of Japan is performing the Nutcracker and the Mouse King this weekend. Ooh. Yeah, at, at multiple venues. The there's ballet. that one. Yeah, it's a ballet. Um, so you can go to their website and check it out. But that's cool. You're the Nutcracker. I was fifth grade Zach, little little Nutcracker. <laughs> I, you kind That's of, you I, kind of I can I can imagine it yeah you can have like the those the the mouth that you know the mouth yeah yeah that's cool it was fun yeah do you got anything for for the weekend nope <laughs> <laughs> all right um okay then I th- I think that's it yeah it's a good podcast there's a lot we talk little little uh not as happy topics we talked about, but I think that they were very important. And yeah. I think that it was, it was a good, it was a good, uh, 
It's a good wrap-up of this week, I think. I think so, too. I think it's so hard to be positive all the time with COVID and corona, but maybe we can be mindful of that in in next week's show, so... Yeah, we'll bring you we'll bring you some more some more positive aspects to what's going on in the world, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so um thanks so much for listening. Uh we're Zach and Jen Japan. And don't forget to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts for a casually oh soup sorry, a casual uh overview of the news in here in Japan. Um Zach, you wanna tell us how they can reach us? Yeah, if you would like to reach out with any suggestions or just any comments, maybe some 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 happy things that you like about the show, you can always reach out to us at Zach and Jen Japan. That is Z A C K with a K, not an H. Uh, Jen is spelled with one N at gmail.com. Yeah. So thank you so much and have a wonderful day. Thanks so much.